Here's the funny thing about human achievement. Our big ideas will always outpace the skills to make them happen. And if you don't learn how to realize an idea, someone else will. Everyone knows we're seeing massive technological change and that the gap is widening between the skills workers have and the skills they need. And it's not slowing down. So what would happen if instead of laying off big sections of their workforce, businesses invested in those people and committed to helping them learn digital skills they'll need? And what would it take for a very large company, for example, PricewaterhouseCoopers, to make that investment a reality across their entire organization? Enter PwC's New World, New Skills initiative. It's helping the company shake out old ways of thinking and doing. It's helping them strike a balance between their own organizational goals and the desires of their employees. It's helping their people stay relevant, stay competitive, and follow their own interests. And as a result, life at PwC is getting even better. I'm Kira Johnston, and you're listening to Breakthroughs, a mini-series within our Leadership Perspectives podcast. Each episode, we'll talk to a member of the Conference Board of Canada's Council for Innovation and Commercialization about their plans, successes, and challenges in making Canadian lives better. Our guest today is Chris Dolney, Chief Innovation Officer at PwC. And we're going to talk about their efforts to upskill employees in an uncertain world. Chris, welcome to Leadership Perspectives. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Very happy to be here, Kara. I'd like to begin by asking you what PwC is doing right now to shift their culture and specifically increase digital skills. Over a year ago, we launched a very aggressive effort to upskill everybody at the firm. That applies to all of our people, including our partners. We call it New World, New Skills, and it's a critical component of our strategy. We deem it really important for a number of reasons. First and foremost, our clients. Like every other business, their demands are going up all the time. They want more quality. They want more value. They certainly want a more tech-enabled experience. And like everybody else, our customers want things cheaper. But at the same time, we recognize our people. We're looking around at their career path at the firm and saying, is there something else? Does the career at PwC or the traditional career provide me with the digital skills that I need in market today? We would have said there's a level of angst in our population. We started this journey to equip our people with new ways to learn, giving them new ways to work with advanced tools and an ability to share their innovation right across the firm. Everyone in the firm, no matter where they are, is on a journey. You mentioned culture. This is about unleashing the power of our workforce. It's a cultural path that's different for us. We say to our people, everybody's on a journey. Choose your own path. Nobody is left behind. It's not a mandatory program, but we work very hard at making it easy for our people to jump on board, to entice them to try something new and to aspire them about their new career possibilities. That's a different way to culturally execute a program in an organization as large as ours. Starting from the beginning of this program, what parts of the company's culture did you want or wanted to keep? And how are your innovation efforts making them better? We have this great culture at the firm. It's all built around our shared purpose and our vision. In terms of innovation, we have a great innovative culture. It's been that way for over 100 years. It's what's kept us in business. If you think about our business, it is really with every regulatory change, with every change to a tax law, with every change in the accounting rules. It's the thinking that our consultants bring to our clients. Our people have to innovate all the time for us to be on the leading edge. But in the digital age, we're asking ourselves, is that enough? The change you mentioned off the top is so fast. We had to give our people a way to adapt to that. 
we've spent a lot of time thinking about the type of culture we want, one that defaults to open, which captures the ideas from all levels of the organization and challenges our people to reimagine the possible. In fact, that's one of our core values. To us, innovation is not just about those ideas. It's about the people behind them, how you incent them, how you engage them. And mainly, it's the business outcomes that come from that effort. And that goes having the right culture and the right processes in place that allows those ideas to come to fruition. We know that the change we want to see will only come if we evolve our culture. And what New World New Skills is all about is putting power in our people's hands to solve the real problems they face every day and the problems our clients face. How did you identify the old hierarchies and ways of doing business that weren't serving you anymore? Like every other organization out there, we have a bunch of top-down effort around changing the firm, transforming what we do. Those could be large-scale technology implementations, a culture of clients telling us a problem and us running around and fixing it with expertise. We would have a culture where I would describe it as the most experienced person in the room would lead an answer to a question or lead a solution to a piece of work. The way projects are built could be too big and ostentatious before they even start. And those are problems that not only we face as PwC, but every organization has an element of that. The type of innovation that we want to achieve could only be realized if we unleashed all our people, gave them the freedom to contribute ideas, and solve the problems we were facing. After all, it's our people who are closest to the problems that are faced every day. We don't view innovation as something off to the side of the firm thinking about systems. This was about getting everybody in the firm, all of our 8,000 people in Canada, to be innovators and leading the charge. How did we do it? We changed the game on how people learned, how they worked, and how they share. From a learning perspective, we've put a number of assets into our people's hands. Some of these were really light and easy. One example is our digital fitness app. It's a gamified mobile experience that puts you through a questionnaire to assess where your digital skills are and then puts you on a weekly learning path with content of your choosing to drive a score up. It was fascinating when we launched that in the firm. We had leaders at tables comparing their digital fitness scores, and it drove a lot of adoption across the firm. Secondly, we changed up a lot of our classroom learning. We built what we call digital academies. Today, in the pandemic, those are virtual academies. But our major goal here was introducing people to new tool sets. This was getting the accountants out of the spreadsheets and building automation and workflows like Alteryx. It was getting our consultants out of the PowerPoint deck and into live visualizations on platforms like Tableau and revolutionary technologies like UiPath and giving our people the ability to build bots and automate away the parts of their job that they just didn't like or automating those deliveries to clients. This was fundamentally giving our people a chance to change the client experience and their own skills. And into all of that mix, we threw the highest skilled component that we could. We called them our digital accelerator. You selected 150 people to be these digital accelerators for PwC. What was unique about them and how did you go about choosing them? We wanted a group of digital champions who could not only be upskilled, and this was the deepest technical training we could provide in areas like data wrangling and artificial intelligence. But we wanted those people to be bold and start to challenge some of the norms in the firm. We didn't go out and ask our leaders to nominate digital accelerators. We knew if we did that, our leaders would pick the highest performers they were used to seeing. We went out to our organization broadly and asked people to tell us their story and why they wanted to change their career. And to our surprise, over 10% of our organization applied, even some of our most senior people. And when you think about that, that's 
quite an indication about the angst I talked about earlier. This was people saying, hey, I get my old career, but I want to go on this deep training and deep pathway to become something new. We're seeing amazing results. These digital accelerators are leading our people in terms of being bold, applying the technologies. I'm just going to throw out an example here. One of the elements of my role at PwC is to bring our people back to work safely during this pandemic. You can imagine what that's like across the country as you get opinions about virus rates or what people are feeling and how regional differences come to the forefront. A group of our digital accelerators built what we call our COVID-19 dashboard. They took external data sets, mapped it to internal information, and in one push of a button, I can tell where virus is going in every city. I can map that against government policy and regulation, and I can overlay our office readiness in every part of the country. Countless elements of data mapped into a red light green indication about whether we should open or close an office. In the old world, we would have handed that to our IT organization to think about. But this was our people empowered with skills, realizing there was a problem to get us a much better answer more efficiently. That's what our digital accelerators are doing. How is PwC getting an already busy staff engaged and getting buy-in across the organization? It's fundamentally our biggest challenge. What we're saying to our people is that if you invest this time in yourself, you have the potential to change the parts of your job that are so monotonous. And in eliminating that, you're creating the capacity to keep your upskilling journey going and becoming a different professional. You're also future-proofing yourself wherever your career might take you. And as leaders, we're constantly asking ourselves the question of why would our people care? What's in it for them? That's an iterative, evolving process. But the answers to those questions drive different leadership messages, different communications, different thinking about our incentives to help enable our people to make this change because change is difficult. Can you identify the competitive advantage in upskilling existing staff as opposed to hiring new people? Business executives all over the world and certainly in Canada are coming to the realization that talent doesn't have the same definition it had 10 years ago. Many of the roles, the skills, the job titles of tomorrow are unknown to us today. How do we, as organizations, prepare for a future that is really hard to define? You have two choices. You try to hire your way out of that skills gap, or you invest in your people at scale to change the direction of the organization. And our message to the Canadian CEO has been very clear over the last couple of years. You can't hire your way out of this problem. There's a significant war for digital skills and talent in the marketplace. You just have to look at the want ads in terms of the unfulfilled tech jobs in North America. They're really countless. We believe the only solution is to invest in your people, those people who already know your business, but it's about giving them new digital skills to solve problems in a different way. I really liked what you said earlier. Talent doesn't have the same definition it had 10 years ago. And a lot of what you're talking about does sound like HR type stuff that feels quite different than what we normally think of as a chief innovation officer's duties. Can you explain why is the human aspect at the forefront for you? Innovation's ongoing challenge is that people think of it always slanting towards the technology. And for us at PwC, it's much more than the tech. It's the people, it's the culture that really drive the change and drive the outcomes. If you don't have the culture to apply tools in new and innovative ways, you will not see the business result that you're asking innovation to provide. Our goal at the firm is to create 8,000 innovators. It's giving them that mindset, giving them the freedom, the skills to create solutions, even the ask to work in a different way. And what we're really doing here, we call bottoms-up, citizen-led innovation. 
every organization out there deals with the frozen middle. They try top-down initiatives of transformation, and it hits that part of the organization that says, I don't need to change, or I'm too busy to change. We have the top-down initiatives as well, but we're also attacking the problem from the bottoms up. It's attacking that frozen middle with some of the smartest, youngest people in the organization, giving them the skills and freedom to change what it is we do. Can you explain how you're scaling this program across a company as large as PwC? Scale is always the issue when it comes to innovation. How do you turn those great ideas into business outcomes? How do you have an impact? How do you do that with agility? First and most critically, our leadership team at all levels is on board, and that's essential to answer that scale question. But we've introduced some interesting technology into the mix. We recently launched our marketplace at PwC. We call it our digital lab. And that is the one-stop shop for finding, building, and sharing the digital assets that all of our people are contributing and consuming. This is where we see our return on the investment in upskilling. Somebody creates an automation, puts it on the lab. The community comes together to innovate around that automation. The back office of the organization approves it, and then it's on the lab for anybody to use and apply. And we've built an incentive program to reward those people for contributing but also to people who consume. And that turns into real cash in people's pockets. But that central place is allowing all these great ideas, tools, automations, different ways of doing business to scale through the firm. It takes this integrated approach of leadership support, but you also have to think about what is the place where people go to contribute and share and consume. And that's what we do with our digital lab. What is COVID-19 teaching you during this push for digitization? Years ago, we anticipated that the world would demand us to be more digital. And if we wanted to attract the best talent in the world, we would have to live that every day. All the work we've done over the last few years to adopt cloud technology to digitize the firm has served us really, really well. At the touch of a button, we were able to close all our offices and without a hitch, people were working remotely in the cloud. The pandemic has simply accelerated what we're doing and forced more people along the digital curve. In fact, 60% of our workforce has become more skilled in the use of technology since working remotely. Other companies have had to do this quick pivot, and they're just making these investments now in response to the pandemic. So we were well positioned. My takeaway for most companies is think about those investments that will set you up for what's next. And don't underestimate the mindset shift that's happened in your organization. We've seen it at PwC. Old blocked thinking about what was possible has disappeared. And it's allowed this digital journey we're on to accelerate. What are your biggest hopes for new world, new skills moving forward? I've talked about that in the context of how we're trying to satisfy an ever-increasing client demand and a need in our people to develop new career paths. But if we think about that in the context of Canada, there's something much more important to us. It goes to Canadian competitiveness. We've got a call to action here to other Canadian leaders to invest in their people, give them the digital and technical skills to solve problems in different ways for their organization. Disruption demands that they do that in order to have great Canadian companies. And if we all did that as business leaders, our collective skills could be applied back in our communities to help solve the digital divide that is getting deeper right across this country. A call to action for Canadian leaders to work jointly as well with community. And if we get that right, a more upskilled and more innovative Canada is the result. Chris, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Kira, happy to be here. That was so much fun. Thank you. 
You can find out more about PwC's New World New Skills Initiative, as well as more about the Council for Innovation and Commercialization by following the links in the episode description. And you can access all of our research, insight, and the latest COVID-19 coverage at conferenceboard.ca. You've been listening to the Leadership Perspective Series by the Conference Board of Canada, hosted by Keir Johnston and written by Sarah Mells. This series is produced by Jen Duhamel, Nancy Nguyen is our audio engineer, and our executive producer is Michael Bassett. Ideas were also contributed by Rob Collins and Aaron Brophy. For more podcasts, videos, commentary, and ideas, visit conferenceboard.ca.